Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today? Well, my fiance, Carol. Oh, <laughs> man, it's gonna. I'm going to be tripped up on this all the time now. My fiance, Carol. Yeah, how you, you got to get today, used Carol? to that, huh? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is February 14th. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. 1998. We got Valentine's on the brain. <laughs> I don't think this episode was a very uh, romantic Actually, it's the episode. 13th. The 13th? It's the 13th. <laughs> I don't know, whatever the hell day it is in uh, 1998. It's February 13, <laughs> 1998. So tomorrow, happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Valentine's Day. But I got my Valentine's Day present early. Yeah, you did. I got my ring. <laughs> boo Right. What? Good for you. Yeah, it is good <laughs> for me. That's correct. Good for you, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Hey, that's not nice. Well, you know what they say. No, what do they say? Enlighten me. Why buy the cow when you (gasps) can get the milk for free, right? How dare you? That's a thing they say, right? Uh, Not anyone who, you know, ever wants to have sex with me. (laughs) In case you guys are looking for an (laughs) in. Anyway... Let's talk about 90210. Let's talk about it. Everybody Loser takes all. Everybody lost their goddamn mind on 90210. This this show, especially this episode, but this show, I have realized, is populated by a bunch of Mrs. Kravitzes from <laughs> Bewitched. Okay. <laughs> Remember Mrs. Kravitz, the neighbor from Bewitched? Yeah. And she was like, ah, what the fuck? Look at what the the Stevens woman's doing. Arthur, what? Arthur, really? I don't remember that. That's her husband. I, I don't remember her saying Arthur, Arthur. She did. She would always scream, Arthur, Arthur. Like okay. She'd be looking out the window. Yeah. She'd be like, look what the Samantha, look what the Stevens woman's up to. Yeah. And she wanted to be all in her business and everything. Her being a witch had nothing to do with her. <laughs> Wasn't her business. And that is every single fucking character in this show. Yeah, they are a bunch of Budinskis for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's insane. It's I I don't know if we're supposed to be on like Brandon and Kelly's side, but I'm not. Well, here's the thing. Okay, we've got two characters who are kinda going off the cliff, uh, Valerie and David. Yes. Off the cliff Seacord. <laughs> and that's a, that's a Rocketeer reference, everyone. And everybody is, you know, all up in their business because, you know, it's like, oh, they're supposed to be, like, trying to save them. They're, like, the good people. Mm-hmm. But you're, th- th- no, like, it has not, nothing to do with them at all. And they don't necessarily need save. I mean, David definitely does at this point. David's got some <laughs> stuff going on that we'll get to. Yeah, but Valerie doesn't need any saving. Yeah, so, Valerie's already got what she needs. Yeah. So, like... And the guy she extorted is also happy about the situation. Right. Yeah. Why? Why did this have to get touched? Okay. So... <laughs> That's Ke- what they said about Valerie. Right. Kelly decides to tell Brandon mm-hmm. 
about what happened with Valerie and that she suspects that she wasn't really pregnant. Yeah, she gives the whole, she spills all the tea and she <laughs> gives the whole thing. All the tea. Yeah, you know, like uh, tea and crumpets, right? You gossip over tea and crumpets? I don't gossip over tea and crumpets. No, well, I don't sorry. even eat crumpets, you weirdo. <laughs> uh, anyway, so she does, though. She uh, she says, here's all the gossip. And then she's like, he's like, well, she didn't say anything to me. And she's like, well, she can't lie to you like she lies to the rest of us for some yeah. reason. Yeah, because you've seen her naked. Whatever. I mean, they haven't had sex. No, they they don't. You remember they they got naked, and when they saw each other naked, they started laughing and put their clothes back on. Yeah. Don't you remember that stupid yeah. line? Yeah, that was stupid. Um. So he decides he has to get involved in this. Yes. So he is talking to Steve because he knows Steve knows. Right. Right. Steve's like, why, it's, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me what was going on? And he's like, look, I found out by accident. And he's like, so why'd you tell Darth Taylor? Right, that was awesome. That was a good line. <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought she could need to talk to a woman. And he says, right church, wrong pew. Right. Um, but it makes me feel as if they know that Kelly's kind of a bitch I yeah don't, i don't know you know darth taylor for sure like the the writers know what they're doing yeah. kind of yeah i mean i don't think we're supposed to be entirely on her side i feel like we're we're most of the time supposed to be on brandon's side like i feel like he's like kind of still like one of the main focuses of the show he's like the yeah. rock of the show right and i'm and not one of the producers of the show yeah and i'm not on his side not at no. all because he's, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. no, no, no. You go ahead. Because the next thing he does now, he's he's heard from Kelly. He's talked to Steve. Instead of talking to Valerie, he talks to Kenny. Yeah. Why? He says, I need more information. Yeah, he's like, who would you talk to? And and Steve's like, oh, uh, was it Steve? No, it was no, Tracy. It was, oh, Tracy. Yeah, he talks to Tracy. about. So he talks to Steve and then Tracy. Yeah. He fucking spills her secret to Tracy, too. And Tracy's like, well, I'd talk to the guy. Why? Why would you talk to the guy? It's not your business. Like, you already know he wasn't there. Like, whatever. But Brandon goes to his office Mm -hmm. and, you know, shakes hands like, oh, hey, thanks for, you know, seeing me, man. And, you know, I just, I really need to know. Can you tell me exactly what happened? Tell me guy to guy. Why? They're not friends. Why does Kenny feel like he has any right to ask him this? I, why Why yeah. does he tell him anything? I don't know. But he tells him the whole story, tells him about the money, tells him about the pregnancy, the affair and everything. And he's putting on this whole thing like, oh, with with Valerie, it's more like uh, it's more like a demand. It's more like blackmail. I I'm so I feel so bad. Oh, I I didn't want to break up with her, you know. Yeah, you just wanted to continue to fuck a uh 21-year-old while you were married and your wife had nothing knew nothing about it. Like he is a fucking slime ball. Oh, yeah, for he, sure. He is a 100% slime ball and he paints himself as victim. Well, of course he does. And Brandon That's... eats it up. Yeah. This is the thing that pisses me off about Brandon. Brandon thinks that he is just the best in the world, <laughs> that he can do no wrong. He's always right. He's so virtuous. 
he doesn't see any of his faults at all. And he thinks he's so progressive and, and well, I'm a big Democrat and I'm so this and I'm so that. And it's like when it comes to uh, a dude cheating on his wife and his friend that he's known for you know a long time, Valerie, he takes the side of the guy because it's the, the guy. Oh, of course, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, uh, bitches be crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, that's essentially what he's saying. Like that, he, yeah. I'm disgusted with his behavior. Well, he actually, like, flat out asked him, did you know for sure she's pregnant? Yeah. What was the thing where um, they check the bed uh, after the wedding night to see if there was blood in there? I can't remember what they called that, but, like, the proof of they take Uh the the stained sheets, you know, the proof of virginity. Like, that. yeah, I've got that, Brandon, you fucking asshole. Like... She threw a pregnancy test at him that was supposed to be positive. That's probably the closest a dude can get to confirmation without going to the doctor, which which he didn't. didn't. So he could have insisted. Yeah. And he should have. He should have been there. If she was really pregnant, he should have been there. And uh, Kelly has a conversation with her when they're getting coffee. That's like. I just, the, all I could think of is if she really was, if Valerie really was pregnant and really got an abortion, this is like horribly yeah, traumatizing. For sure. Like, yeah, they're they're all treating her like shit. She and, has, and Kelly has no proof that she's right. Right, exactly. It's like, we know she's right, which is the only thing that makes this somewhat tolerable to observe. Yeah, yeah just because she happens to be right. It doesn't mean like, that's a hell of an assumption to make. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's no good. I'm surprised but, she's like, I'm surprised she's not like, uh, oh, yeah, you say your dad committed suicide. <laughs> Do you have the proof? You killed him, didn't you, Valerie? Right. But um, Valerie, like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, not Valerie. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon says to Kenny, like, hey, you know, what was it worth it? Did, did you give her the money? And he's like, yeah, it was worth giving her $100,000 to get her out of my life. Even if she wasn't pregnant, I don't care. Yeah. So leave it the fuck alone. But no, Brandon can't deal with the fact that something, you know, immoral may have occurred. Forget the fact Kenny was having an affair. Yep. Whatever. Kenny shouldn't have to. Why doesn't Brandon say, you know, I, you need to tell your wife, Kenny, or I will. Right. Like, why isn't he involved in that? Oh, because why? it's fine. Because he's a, well, he's a cheater too. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, and that's that's the other thing. Like, so Brandon thinks he's the best. He doesn't see any of his own faults. But he also thinks that everyone else must meet his standards, mm-hmm. and that everything that he thinks is right. So if you disagree, then you're just wrong. Like he doesn't. He doesn't look at anybody else's points of view no he's not an an empath or no not at all and so he goes and talks to valerie and he gets her to confess that she was not pregnant Mm -hmm. and he tells her you have to give the money back yep where is that his place it's not and what does he get out of this nothing exactly but he tells her she has to move out. He yells at her, like, you got to move out of my house. If you're going to live here, you got to give that money back. Right. So, Valerie, 
take the hundred grand and go. Yeah, which she was doing. But then Tracy comes and sticks her nose in it. Yeah. Who barely knows Valerie at all. Right, exactly. Like, does she even like was this their first meeting? It could have been. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not sure. And she's just like, Oh, um, I know a little bit about what's going on with you and mm-hmm. you know, if you want to talk and I honestly didn't see anything that occurred in the conversation they had that would change Valerie's mind. No, I would. I didn't either. But then all of a sudden she's like, she's going to change her mind and give the money back. Which she does. I I, I don't understand. Just because she wants to be friends with Brandon still? I guess, yeah. Whatever. Like, he's not worth it. No, he's not <laughs> at all. I wouldn't want to be friends with him. So, you know, she she thought she had her club saved, and now she's got to figure out how to save her club again. Right. But she finds a way. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> so the other issue, like we mentioned, the other one going off the rails here is David. Do you want to talk? So do you want to talk about David next or Steve and Claire's storyline next? I, I, I wanted to talk about David. Then but do it. Do it. Then talk if about you David. want to talk about Steve It's a major storyline. I'm just saying. Go ahead and talk about David. You called this. You had this figured out. So, first of all, his dad is also being a fucking Budinsky. Yep. And goes and talks to Claire and Donna. No, Donna and Kelly. Oh, really? I thought it was Claire. No, it was Donna and Kelly. Okay. Donna and Kelly about David's money, which David hasn't told them about. Right. So it's like, why are you sharing his business? Maybe these people who you don't know that fucking well... Yeah. Like gold diggers. I mean, like uh, Kelly was his briefly his stepdaughter, or whatever. But like, you know, he doesn't know them like David knows them. Yeah. So if another David person didn't... that's made a lot of terrible decisions in his life, right? David's dad, who's like, you got to do things the way I think you should do them. <laughs> exactly. So he's like, you know, I'm just really worried about him. I'm afraid, you know, something bad's going to happen because of this money. Can mm-hmm. you keep an eye on him? So the next thing we know. Donna's out shopping with him. How do we get from let's keep an eye on him to, hey, David, let's go shopping? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing she just threw herself in the car. I don't know. (laughs) Well, they drove separately, didn't they? Yeah, I think you're right. Because he said in the cars when Mm -hmm. they're coming out. So I think they drove separately. But, uh, yeah, they they fucking, um, or or does he say, do you want to go with me? I, I thought they were just already at the mall when it started. Yeah, them. I think you're I think you're right. But anyway, so yeah, he it's like David's on fucking supermarket sweep or something like that. <laughs> he's like he's like yelling through I have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I can do whatever I want. She's like, Oh my god, you're embarrassing me. You only have that you only have only two hundred and fifty thousand. Right, right, right. It's such a little amount of money. Like millions of dollars everybody else here has, David. Right. <laughs> Was that Yoda? Did you turn into Yoda for some <laughs> Millions of dollars? Everyone else here has David. Shut up. <laughs> um, and like, he's buying ridiculous things. Like some kind of heated pillow thing. And she's like, for those cold California nights, like, what right. are you doing? He's like, I can buy any stupid thing I want. I can buy any stupid thing you want. What do you want? Right. Like, he's just all full of energy. and I've got a $200 Mont Blanc pen. That you can write upside down with. Yeah, like like the NASA pens. Who cares if you can write upside down with the fucking pen, David? What the fuck? Yeah, take a lot of notes after you have sex or something like that. You're in bed. (laughs) 
move leg left. <laughs> so, like, he buys enough shit that they need one of those, like, luggage carts from a hotel. Right. To bring the stuff up. Fucking uh, Macy's or wherever they're shopping at uh, g- gets the uh, the luggage cart up for him. O- only, like, in Beverly Hills would they even have something to carry right. luggage out on. And they've got a fucking concierge or whatever carrying yeah. it out for them. Like... I'm sorry, here in Michigan, you, you carry your own bags out to your car, and right. it's not valeted. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The valet brings her car up, and, and there's a scratch on it that David starts freaking out. Now, I can understand whether he's losing it or not to be upset about the scratch. And I think they did cause that scratch. Yeah. But Donna, you know, it's like they all have so much fucking money, so she's just like, I, I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Whatever. I, I, maybe it was there before. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'd be like, no, you're fucking fixing it. And that's what David was like, you're going to pay for it and whatever. But um, one of the main symptoms, like one of the major things they'll ask when they're trying to see if somebody has uh, manic depression is if they are, you know, known to shop, to go on spending sprees. Right. So his mom has manic depression and it runs in families. Yeah. So I was like... Hmm, if he's not on drugs, which he could have been on meth. <laughs> yeah, he did see, he was very all over the place. Yeah, uh, Then he's probably manic. But then later, he shows up in the middle of the night at Donna's house, mm-hmm. having been swimming in the ocean. Yeah. And it's November. So, yeah. Well, it's November for them. It's well, February yeah, for I, us, I understand that. It's not November here. And he was listening to the Bengals, too. <laughs> right. Oh, and he keeps talking about wanting to go to Cairo. Yeah. He's being... Oh, well, look like an Egyptian, too. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But um, do you, you get that joke? Yes. The Bengals thing? Yes. Okay. That's why I mentioned Cairo immediately after you said Bengals. But, well, no, but the, the other song. What? <laughs> Nothing. What? I don't know if anybody. I I I I believe you that you got it, but I don't know if anybody else got it. Walk like an Egyptian. Yeah, but that they uh, sing. They sing Manic Monday too. Oh. Just another Manic Monday. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I didn't make that connection. That was the joke I was making. But yeah, so he's knocking on her door asking for a towel because he's been swimming in the ocean, and then like he's, he's fucking like, Chevy Chase and Fletch, right? And then he's like, uh, hey, there's a club with a line around the block, but I heard that uh, Benjamin Franklin can uh, can uh, get us in, so you want to go or whatever? And she's like, uh, no, please stay. Just go to sleep on the couch. She's like, I can't do that. And I believe him because he is fucking manic as hell. He can't, he can't do he that. Can't <laughs> so, yeah, David's lost his, his goddamn mind. Drug use is another, uh, um, like, risk factor or whatever of uh, – Having manic depression, too, isn't it? Well, yeah, people will, like, try to self-medicate their symptoms, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, I though, I mean, he's so it. young, too, though, and, I mean, I think this is probably his first manic episode, so. Well, it's the first one we've seen, for sure. Yeah. And we've been with him since high school, so. Right? Freshman year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, well, he's around the right age, right? Mm-hmm. For when they, that's the stuff starts to develop. I mean, it could have, it could have started sooner for sure, but yeah, definitely, um, at the right age. Um, so yeah, he needs some fucking help. This is not good. 
Did he do anything else before we end up with Valerie? I'm trying to think. Any uh, other craziness? I don't think so, no. I mean, uh, Donna admits that she's there because Mel asked her to be, and he's pissed off about it. Yeah. <sighs> Mel. Idiot. Um, and now they're all worried about him. Well, yeah. Donna's like, I called Mel, and he's like, at first I thought it was just the money, but now I'm really worried about him. Because now the storyline has moved in another direction. <laughs> I wonder how fast he's going to blow through that 250000 If he keeps going like this, he's going to be well, broke next week. He's going to spend a big chunk of it right now. Right? So, well, yeah. Because he, uh, he goes to see Valerie, and she's, like, pouring over the books and all stressed out about the money and mm-hmm. stuff. and Wearing a very low-cut black top. Of course. I didn't remember what she was wearing, but I, I'm sure you noticed. Um and he's like, hey, how's it going? She's like, well, I had the money to fix it, but I don't have the money anymore. And the club's just, you know. Yeah, now it's going to fucking be destroyed. Yeah. He's like, well, would would it help if you had the money? Would would, would you be able to fix the problem? And She's like, why are you here? What is going on? Yeah. And then he's like, I've always wondered what it would be like to own this place. And mm-hmm. then he says he, he would like to buy a 50% share. Which, Nat owns 50% of it too, right? I thought so, yeah. So it's like they're each on a quarter of it, I guess? But there's only three of them. Yeah, but Nat will own 50%, and it they, she's she he's not buying Nat's share too. Right. Okay. He's having, they're having the share, that, that 50% they have. So yeah, he's probably going to give her like at least the 100000 that she was supposed to get from Kenny. I think so, yeah. And then... And he's going to give her something else. She's so excited, she gives him a hug, and the next thing you know, they're fucking making out. Oh, yeah. Which is another thing with manic depression, where they get all, like, hypersexual. Oh, I thought they made out with uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> all manic depressives. Right. Seek her out. Like zombies going to her. Like, like that Fredder commercial. But they're just Tiffany. Oh, my God. For those but, of you not in the area, Fredder was a uh, uh, appliance store. They were decent together. I liked them as a couple, yeah, but he's fucked up now. Yeah, well, and, like, the problem is it's, like, he whips out his checkbook and she gets wet. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> well, you've ex- you just explained half the relationships in Beverly Hills, though. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I don't... I don't think it's going to work. No, I don't either, because he's mentally ill. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, everybody's a little mentally ill. No, I'm sure that, that, I'm not saying mentally ill people can't have relationships. I'm saying how, what's going on right now is not going to work. Because he's mentally ill. He's not even, he's not even in his entirely right mind right now. And in his right mind, he wouldn't be doing this because he's still, you know, mad at her and didn't want to be with her anymore. Yeah, we thought so. I mean, like, she she sold him. (laughs) She sold him to her friend. And now he's buying himself back. (laughs) Right. Oh, geez. Um, So, okay, so the other storyline, like like you mentioned earlier, is... uh, Stephen. Stephen Claire. Stephen and uh, Clarissa. So, you know, they're continuing to have this rowing thing going on. Like, this is so stupid and weird. Yeah, crew. They're continue. They're continuing their plot line from the movie Summer Rental, <laughs> from the nineteen eighty five John Candy failure. But it's a good movie, Summer Rental. I haven't seen it. I guess I should. It oh, sounds yeah. decent. Um, 
<laughs> I have not described it in any way. Well, it's John Candy. You think it's good. <clears throat> and it's called Summer Rental, which sounds cute. You'd like it. It's one See? of those classic 80s comedies. You'd like it. Exactly. So, I I don't, they made some kind of bet. Yes. Um, I kind of missed, like, what the bet was. I don't remember what the bet was either. Okay. I thought it had something to do with Claire, but I don't remember now. I don't know, but... The bet was for Claire's vagina or something. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, and so the keg house and whatever uh, that asshole's crew yeah. name is. The, it's it's the uh, Kappa 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 house. You're, you're making that shit up, right? No, why? It's really called Kappa Kappa Kappa? Yeah. Okay, that's dumb. Um, yeah, the, the KKK. <gasps> <laughs> gotcha, dick. <sighs> no, they're not really, but I don't think there's any fraternities called the Kappa Kappa Kappa. So that would be awful. That would be awful. So the keg house is competing against whatever Dick's fraternity or crew is. Yeah, it's fraternity. And um, they get their ass kicked because, you know. They haven't been uh, doing they don't this get for their ass kicked. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. The tag house? They don't win. They yes, correct. They don't win. So if like uh, if you were watching a football game and the final score was twenty-one to twenty, would you be like, they got their ass kicked? <laughs> okay, I guess not. They lost by like an inch. They were very close. Which I guess then is impressive, considering they haven't been training as long. But yeah, exactly. This fucking dude's. But this dick asshole was born in, like, fucking Connecticut with uh, a pair of oars in his arms already. <laughs> like, all of them are. Fuck, it probably went to uh, Phillips Exeter Academy or something. Steve says that they burn a 1,000 calories an hour doing rowing. That's pretty accurate. That is so crazy. That is so many calories. Like, I bet he dropped a lot of weight doing this then. Well, he was eating a lot. Yeah. You have to. But, yeah, he's. it depends on, well, it depends on how... How many hours you're you're training? But yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's pretty pretty close to a thousand calories an hour. I mean, obviously, uh, there are different factors, you know, weight and cardiovascular health, how fast you're going, your pace, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, um, he's he's geeking out into his working out world right now, guys. But it's yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of calories. It's hard. It's hard to do rowing for an hour straight. I I I think my arms would just stop working. Oh, I don't think you could do it. Yeah. No. You know, one time my uh, my parents and I went out in a canoe when I was a little child, mm-hmm. and uh, they were Steve they got lost. Me. No, they got lost. They got lost. Yeah. On a lake. Yeah. <laughs> and. Did they follow the North Star? <laughs> they got in an argument, and then my dad refused to help row. So my mom had to row by herself. Wow. What a charming story. <laughs> and, like, she got blisters. and uh, yeah, it was- I got blisters on me fingers! <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about, like, I remember that was really hard. I can't even imagine doing, like, like the fast-paced kind of rowing. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Sorry. Sorry for your mom. <laughs> was your mom right? About? Where the shore was, I guess. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how you get lost in a lake. <laughs> we found our way back. It's easy. It's easy to get lost in the lake. I mean, like, it's not like the landmarks are always super obvious or easy to find, like, when you're out there. 
What the fuck? What? I, someone explain this to me. How do you get lost on a lake? It's not the ocean. Like, were you on Lake Michigan? I don't know. Yeah, you were on a fucking tiny little lake. I think we were in Houghton Lake. Yeah, exactly. Not like Houghton Lake. You were in Corton Lake. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's a that's a great local reference, everyone. Corton Lake's a not that great. Corton. <laughs> you can see across Corton Lake, everybody. Okay. See from one side of the shore to the other. Well, I think they did something stupid, if I recall, like picked a tree as their landmark. You a know? tree? Yeah. There's a lot of trees. In the middle of the lake? <laughs> no, on the shore. So they knew where what to go. Fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you pick one tree from the shore? <laughs> they weren't the brightest bulbs, I guess. I don't know. I know. Well, hey, that grain of sand, that'll be our touchstone. What right. the fuck? It was like you were a computer that shut down. I said that, and then your brain just completely stopped working. Yeah, the, she had no. She, there was no emotion on her face either. It wasn't it? You know how people will look when they're trying to think. She didn't look like that. She looked like nothing. It was blank, and then all of a sudden, it was like she rebooted. I heard. I actually heard. <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> You're an asshole. Jesus. It's late. Anyway, Steve's team lost. <laughs> and the winning team celebrated by throwing Claire into the lake. Yeah, good for them. And then her and Steve shared this look. And it was kind of ridiculous to me. Like, I didn't understand what, what caused the look. I didn't understand, like, why. Because Steve was like, I never would have thrown you in the lake. I guess. It seemed like there was some kind of telepathic communication happening. By and the way, Steve's character got a complete rewrite uh, at, at one point uh, off screen. They completely changed his personality. Yeah. It's like they went into uh, whatever his uh, his files and just changed him. What do you, why? Because he's, all of a sudden he's like, uh, yes, Claire, this, this started being, this started out being about you, but now it's about starting something. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot and about he's that. like, <laughs> all of a sudden he's like, I, I'm serious. I'm, I'm not going to hurt anymore. I'm, I'm taking myself seriously and I'm, I'm going to be, you know, whatever. Like he's completely changing his personality. Oh yeah. And That's he, also a sign of mental illness. <laughs> and he was reading. Late at night when she finally does stop by to see him. A Horatio, like, a Horatio Alger book, and, Ragged Dick. She's like, oh, you really have changed. Yeah. And then her, joke. her way of getting back together with him mm-hmm. is to say, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear that name anymore. Well, she goes, and yeah, then you might want to give them some context. I know we watched it, but they might not have. No, because the dick, Ragged Dick's the name of the book. She's like, I don't want to hear that name anymore because yeah. she was dating a guy named Dick. And he's like, really? And then like all she says back is, yeah, really? And there's no conversation at all. And then she's like, just bite me already. She goes, he goes, are you, are you saying? And she goes, I'm saying. Yeah. It's like. And I said, say more. Like, I didn't understand what was happening. Well, her response to you saying say more was, shut up and bite me already. <laughs> and he does. And now they're back together. And they look all like 
happy and they have like the same chemistry all of a sudden that they had before the prince it was weird yeah it was like how did how do they how did they do that how did they lose their chemistry and then just get it back i don't know and then that's decent acting for sure ask bill nye but uh, <laughs> but i mean and like i would love to see them work and everything and i feel like maybe now if they really do get back together maybe it will work because they worked through some shit i guess we'll but, see I still think they should have talked more, don't you? In real life, yes. Okay. For the show, less talking is better. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's the episode, everyone. It is. That was it. What a <laughs> <laughs> what a great episode it was. It was. Everybody lost their goddamn mind. That's all. This show, I. I assume that most of you are watching it live now. I believe it's, yeah, season eight's going on right now. I, I assume that most of you are watching it live now. I don't know what you think about the show. Hmm. We'll continue to do the show because we have fun doing the show. If we want to get caught up. And I think, yeah, I, that's my big goal is to get caught up to, to 90210 as it's being, as it's airing in real time. But, God, this show has gone way downhill. Oh my god, it's it's awful. It really is like a soap opera, like so much like a soap opera. The first like two or three seasons were decent. Yeah, I would say it started to go downhill towards the end of the third season. I mean, I'm not saying anything, but you know, when they got rid of Brenda, it's uh, it was stupid. Uh, I don't know. It was a stupid, stupid choice. And I like Tiffany Amber Thiessen, but you know. Anyway, that is the episode, though. Carol, uh, why don't you tell people stuff? I don't know. So you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Yeah, do that. I want to say that we don't always read the things that have been written to us. You guys write to us a lot, and we don't always read the stuff. But, you know, on the air. Well, we always read the stuff. Yeah, we always read it. We just don't always read it on the air. But we've gotten some things. I was thinking about it today. We've gotten some personal uh, type uh, letters and stuff like that mm-hmm. that I'm not going to reveal here. But um, you know, we just you know we want you to know that we uh, we see you. <laughs> we we thank you. It, it means a lot when uh, when you reach out to us. That is true. Um, you can check out our website. <laughs> www.retroleafy.com That doesn't mean nearly as much. You derailed me so much. Um, And you can share the tapes with your friends. Yeah, tell some friends. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.